the sooner you put in these good eating habits, the better our kids will be, not only as an athlete, but in the, in the schoolroom as well. the show that shares information, ideas and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden, and today we're talking about nutrition for swimmers with Rackel Beal. Now, considering the number of hours, dare I say, days that swimmers spend in the pool, I sometimes think that the nutrition side can be a little bit neglected, or at least underrepresented in their swimming program sure they do all sorts of physical stuff um, exercises in the pool exercises dry land exercises stretches and and what have you uh, time in the gym but I guess for me some of the um, nutritional and hydration sides uh, don't always feature quite as heavily as as perhaps they could so I was really really keen to uh, speak speak to uh, Rachel because she has a certificate in sports nutrition which basically means she's an expert in what fuels the body Uh, and as you'll learn she's absolutely passionate about her subject she's got swimmers in her family and consults with other swimmers and uh, athletes. So we discussed the importance of nutrition and hydration. She has some nice recommendations for us and also where to go for further information. I started off by asking her when it was that she realized that she'd become a swimming person. Well, we were late coming to the swimming decks because we uh, lived overseas when the children were young. So when we got back to Brisbane, the, the children started off, you know, with their local swim club, you know, on a Friday night. So it was, um, they would have been late primary school when we first started. And then it just went on from there. When you say it went on from there, I'm sure you had lots of stuff going in your going on in your life. What what was the moment when you realised that swimming was starting to uh, get ahead of other things? Well, um, when Sarah first made the Med East team, I guess, and then she was invited to go and swim at a different club, sort of um, a club that had bigger visions. Very good. Yeah. Now. Um, I'm very keen to talk to you about nutrition and hydration and things like that, which is obviously a massive subject, so I'm sure we're only going to scratch the surface in our conversation this morning. But um, just getting into that, why is this so important for swimmers? Oh, they, they needed the whole package to perform at their optimum level. I mean, when I look at swimming, you have life in general because they have an enormous training schedule and then they have have they have race days and competitions sometimes it's racing for the day sometimes it's for the weekend something sometimes it's for the week can we just start off and talk about life in general what what is it about a swimmer's diet in particular that um, you think it's important to look at i think keeping their energy level stable the whole time rather than you know i a lot of the um, swimmers that I talk with and um, 
you know, have consultations with, they are finding that the energy levels are peaking and dipping. So I think, and, and that doesn't help them in their daily class routine either. So we try and get their energy levels stable so they can get through their school life and then that they can carry it over into their training after school. And when you say energy levels peaking and dipping, um, how, how would they know that's going on for them? What sort of symptoms might they be experiencing? Uh, fatigue. They're often fatigued come after, you know, mid-morning and uh, mid-afternoon. They just feel like they have no energy left and they just, you know, they have nothing to get up, you know, and keep going. And when you say you have a consultation with them, um, what, 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 can you just talk a bit about what that entails? How, how, do you, how do you do that? Is that a conversation? Do you stick needles in them? Do you, uh, I don't know, what, what, what's it all about? <laughs> I probe them with lots of food questions. <laughs> so we sit down and we um, sort of make a diary of their darling eating habits. And then we sort of pick at that. We'll just go over a little bit. And then I just make some suggestions and alternatives that can help um, get them that stability to make help them last through the day. And what sort of issues, I mean, so I know it's dangerous to generalise, but what sort of issues do you come across when you, when you have these sessions? Uh, what, what, what sort of things can you point to as, as with adjustments can solve things? Yeah, so a lot of, well, yeah, a lot of the children are probably having um, too many packaged foods and therefore not having a whole meal. So we... we like to have a whole meal or a whole macro which includes your protein carb and fat every time you eat so that your body is taking on all the nutrients it needs and then that will help um, keep them fuller their mental capacity more um, switched on um, and not have that fatigue feeling so we, we build a meal for each time they eat it's not a huge plate you know it's it can be just you know their snack is still we classing as a macro meal and when you talk about a meal and, and snacks I, I remember back in the days of the dinosaurs when i was growing up the um the and this was on the other side of the world so who uh, probably different views you were supposed to have th three meals a day uh, you had a good breakfast when you got up in the morning and you were supposed to have a large lunch at dinner time or dinner at lunchtime and then something more supper orientated in the evening. Is, is that still the conventional wisdom? Is it, is it three, days a day, three meals a day or is it more uh, grazing and snacking throughout, throughout the day? Well, you know what, everyone I'm finding is different, Ben. You know, some, if they have a good, a really good, you know, dinner with lots of good fats and good carbohydrates and your protein, they tend to be able to last through the morning a bit longer. But if you've then gone and smashed out, you know, a two-hour set in the morning, then you're going to have to replenish that. So it's, you know, the timing sometimes, you know, pushes out a little bit as well. So it depends on when you're exercising and for how long. 
and then I mean you just you we find that you eat when you're hungry but then also have to make allowance for what your output is going to be during the day as well so for some people grazing works and for others you're doing a big refuel um and then just sustaining that okay can we talk about a bit a bit of an example just to make it come real um I'm just thinking about my own kids. That's probably easiest for me to think about. You know, they'll they'll typically leave the house before five in the morning and be be down at the pool just after five and do a bit of basic warm up and stretching and then well, I don't know what they do. Throw themselves in the water and swim for a couple of hours is my guess. Yeah, um, have a bit of a splash around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it is, is it? Um, then there's a you know rush to get changed and travel to school and lessons uh i guess there's sort of some sort of recess in school then there'll be lunch time and then there'll be afternoon classes and then uh, they're either back at the pool in the afternoon or they're doing a different sport after school and then it's home and i know, I know the meal when they get home um would, would you look for you know people like that to have something to eat before they leave the house in the morning between their morning before their morning, after their morning swim, and before their class at recess at lunchtime, perhaps a mid-afternoon type thing. What I mean, what sort of regime would you would you recommend, or does it all just depend? Yeah. So, well, I can just um, tell you what I do for my kids. Then, which would be the same, you know, as as your guys. So, um, so same. So Sarah is up at five o'clock in the morning. She might just have. Um, half a banana or a, or a date ball, you know, make a fresh date and nut ball, and water. So water, hydration is going to be your key first thing in the morning above anything else because you can train from your energy sources, from your dinner, from the night before. That's no problem. So then you're going to be refueling after that two hours. So that's when I give her a really good breakfast. So she will take with her you know, bacon, eggs, um, uh, sweet potatoes. I stick in your veggies in your breakfast as well because you're replenishing those really good carbohydrates there. So that's going to tide her over really until lunchtime. So because she's going to have that good whole macro with lots of protein, um, it's going to sustain her. I mean, you can be snacking then at morning tea, um but it's it's not going to be huge what what sort of things might you snack on at morning tea yeah so we do um lots of little either you know i do a good banana bread um zucchini loaves you know nut biscuits i do we do um seed crackers with a um with dips you know you make your hummus dip or you know a good something with veggies you know can do an egg and salad type of dip so that makes up a whole whole meal again so you're looking for your three sources of fuel and um, nutrition your fats protein and carb again and then that's going to get them through the school morning so there's no dips you know in their um insulin levels and then lunchtime we do mainly meat and veggies again, like it can, it can be in the form of a salad or so it'll be leftovers. You know, if we've got leftover chicken, 
then we'll throw in different sorts of vegetables, whether it had been roast vegetables, raw vegetables. We throw in some seeds, you know, your pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds for crunch. We, we add texture to our, our salads in the daytime. Um, you know, your roasted yeah, pumpkin or sweet potatoes, they're going to give you good longevity as well. The afternoon, again, she might just have a bit of a hit before training. So, again, it'll be, you know, um, banana with some nuts or just something light and easy because you don't want a full tummy when you're going back in the water for training. So it's easy to digest and but has a bit of carb in it to get them through the set. And then, of course, as soon as I pick her up from training, it's, oh, my gosh, I'm starving. So, again, we've had dinners ready. And, again, it's just meat and veggies is, is really how we, how we go. But it'll be with you know, a nice coconut milk sauce to replenish um, the fats and to give good energy ready for tomorrow morning, you know, the next morning. So we do a nice, you know, you butter chickens or, um, you know, a stew with a, a coconut cream sauce with all your veggies piled in that as well. You've given me so many new ideas there. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, and a lot of people, you know, Ben, don't often think about having veggies for breakfast. And, um, you know, a good sauce is your sweet potatoes, They've just been tossed around in the pan and you add some spinach and then you can add an egg, you know, and that's going to keep you fueled and lasting, you know, not hungry for much longer. Oh, and avocado. Throw in some avocado as well. That's always good. Wow. Wow. Now, from a fitting it into life perspective, um, how much time do you find you spend um on the sort of food preparation and shopping side to make sure you've got the uh, you know the right ingredients to uh, to fuel your athlete. Yeah, so I generally like when I'm in the kitchen, I'm not just cooking one meal. So if I've got the oven on, I am slinging in you know a couple of trays of veggies, and we just have them cold to throw back in the salads. You know, you can roast absolutely everything: cauliflower, capsicums, tomatoes within this, you know, with your sweet potatoes, your pumpkin. And then I just have them in containers in my fridge and then we're just building the meal for the next day. Oh, I see. So you're sort of batch processing, really. Yeah. Um, and in yeah. Term, I mean, you make it sound very easy, but just, uh, what are you talking about? A temperature of 220 or something? Would you have any oil or anything on them or were they wrapped in foil? How, how, how would you... So if you're going to roast something, how would you recommend yeah. it's done? Yeah, so I just have flat trays and I just either have um, coconut oil over them or olive oil with a bit of salt, just toss it around on the tray and pop it in 180 and, um, you know, your cauliflower and that will take less than your sweet potatoes or potatoes. So you're looking at, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. So I just chop, chop them up finely cube the, everything and pop it all in and you know what and then it's ready to go and the kids can just you know go to the containers in the fridge and it's all there 
So you've got Tupperware City in your fridge by the sounds of it. Yeah, glass containers and Tupperware. We like a bit of those. <laughs> Good. Now, you, I've got so many questions, and we could talk about this all, all day, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating for me. At what age do you think uh, moving to a, uh, an eating regime like this is appropriate for a swimmer? Oh, from the beginning, absolute beginning. The, the sooner you put in these good eating habits, the better our kids will be not only as an athlete but in the in the schoolroom as well and and you know and we had behavioral you know issues coming up as well and um other like skin problems and you know it just it taps into so many areas now we've spoken about a normal day um can you talk a bit about race days or uh, competition weekends or competition weeks. What what does the uh, what what does the nutrition schedule look like for something like that? Yeah, so it varies a little bit in that um, you know if you're having if you would normally eat you know brown rice or um, a bit of pasta during the week and and uh, red meats during the week for race weekends we we go for white meats because it's more easily digestible and you stick to more of a white diet you know you would if you would normally eat brown rice you'd switch to white rice just because again your body's working hard harder at breaking down the brown stuff as opposed to the white stuff and and everyone needs to play around with what suits them. Um, in our house, we don't we stick to sweet potatoes anyway uh, for racing. So the night before, we're loading up on coconut milk and sweet potatoes and chicken, and as well as a heap of other veggies. And then that's going to be your good fuel overnight. You're storing all of that. And then in the morning, Sarah will typically have a really good breakfast, easily digestible though. So you've got eggs and avocado, maybe on a, um, she likes to do a wrap. So we use the mountain bread wraps because they've got no um, preservatives in them. So again, easy to digest. And then, so, and, and with some spinach, um, and maybe some cheese and so that's going to be her basis really to give her long lasting energy for the day and then you she's just snacking because you don't want the body to be trying to break down too much food when you're racing you don't want to be heavy in the water you need to be light in the water so then hydration is very very important and then she's just, you know, nibbling on bananas and the date balls and seaweed and olives and just grazing throughout the day. Normally they're all too nervous anyway. You know, they can't, they're not thinking too much about eating because they're too nervous. So as long as you're set up well the night before and the morning of, um, they tend to be able to, you know, get through all that racing in the daytime. This is really fantastic information you're sharing. Thank you. Can you, is there any difference between, say, a school meet where, I don't know, they may have many 
events during the day as opposed to a um, perhaps a more swimming Australia orientated meet with heats and finals where you may do your may you do your warm-up first thing you have your heat swim then you go home and have a rest and come back later in the day for for the final does that change the uh, the, the regime in any way yes so when you're going home we tend to eat our sort of our dinner meal then but again it's not too heavy um, and we're putting in good carbs and good fats to for them to store the energy to be able to you know race again in the evening so it needs to be a bit more um, nutrient dense then but not too heavy now you mentioned uh, hydration a a couple of minutes ago which is absolutely crucial um in my noddy world there seems to be different schools of thought about hydration one is around lots of water and there seems to be a bit of a trend at the at the moment for having room temperature water rather than chilled or water that's straight out of the tap or something and then there's views about uh, whether you should put drops of lemon in it and then there's all these um Gatorade and other sort of sports drinks. What's what's your view about hydration? Well, I we try and do sort of a more cleaner approach here. So we're not big on you know the preservatives, artificial colours, and flamings and whatnot. We tend to try and go natural. So I'm not sure about the temperature of the water, but good old H2O is always the way to go. In hot days, you know, if they're swimming at meets in the sun, you know, in the in the middle of summer, um, we go for a natural um, juice. So I do agree with the lemon juice and salt in the water. The vitamin C helps, you know, the muscles, and of course you're losing lots of salt um, when you're sweating. So the Lemon juice or orange juice with the salt in the water is also a really good option. And or you can um, Sorry, how much would you put in? Oh, it depends on your taste buds too, I think. Um, we, we would do maybe half to one lemon and a good pinch of salt. What, in a litre of water? Yeah, yeah. Half to one lemon, that seems quite a lot. Yeah, it depends on the lemon, I guess. Yeah, so start with half. <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't like the um, the tartness of a lemon, orange juice. Orange also works really well. Okay. But um, or you can juice a watermelon. So we do can do watermelon with the citrus. So either orange and lemon and salt as well. So that works exactly the same. Better, actually, better than your Gatorades and the Powerades, in my opinion. Now, like I said, we could talk about this forever. Um, We've been going about 25 minutes so far. Um, Are there any other key aspects of hydration or nutrition that you you think we should be uh, discussing in a conversation like this? Yeah, I just think if if we can get the everyone just thinking about how they're putting together a meal or a snack um, with less packaging, preservatives, you know, and additives, the athlete is going to just go so much better in daily life and as an athlete. Yeah, and it's almost like 
benefit without having to train for. I mean, I, I know it requires effort and 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 um, and a sort of conscious behaviour, but this is this is performance improvement that isn't required to be uh, to be trained for. It's a, it's a different sort of improvement, isn't it? Yes, yeah. We just need to switch it back on. You know, um, marketing and commercialisation of foods today has really gotten out of control, and and you know we're all so busy, and it, it becomes easy. But you know, just go back to basics. So, if people are interested in learning more about this, and perhaps you know want to uh, do a bit more to support their their swimmer, perhaps want some more recipe ideas or, or things. Uh, are there any good resources you could point people towards to to learn more? Well, they can follow me. <laughs> yeah, go for it. How can they follow you? <laughs> well, I've got. Um... Razzle Dazzle Kitchen on Facebook and you know I post lots of little handy hints and ideas um, through there and some recipes and some links through there so you might get some tips and RDK Nutrition on Instagram um, I do like Lee Holmes she's a fat adapted athlete she's got some fantastic ideas I love her information and Dr. Libby, she has, she's another great resource as well. So that's Razzle Dazzle Kitchen on Facebook, yes. RDK Nutrition on Instagram, yes. uh, Lee Holmes, the fat yes. adapted athlete, and Dr. Libby. Yes. I will put links to all of those in the show notes. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a website or you stick to Facebook and... Um, Instagram. I'm currently doing the um, website. Okay, we'll start off with, with, with yeah. We'll start <laughs> off with the um, the Facebook and um, and Instagram and the other resources. Um, yeah. And it sounds like people in the Brisbane area can actually uh, reach out for you for a personal consultation if they if they want to. Is it just locals or do you do uh, national? No, yeah, I do both. We can um, Skype in our consultations as well they're very easy and um i do catch-ups on skype you know if the kids are busy in with school and exams and that we do a quick catch-up by keeping contact with them you know throughout a whole you know two-month process or or you know they can visit me here as well I quite, I'm quite tempted myself I, I, I was i was very excited by some of the recipe ideas you had because um we can find ourselves getting stuck in the rut um you know yeah. all, all best intentions and just sometimes some some ideas from somewhere else just just you know just gets you down a just gets you down a new path which is great yes yeah so i have a whole book of you know recipes that are tried and tested through you know with all the swimmers they're my guinea pigs so i take down you know a, a tray of something and get them to test it out and give me a, a thumbs up or down or you know their comments and then they get to put that into you know into their daily habits as well now maybe i could ask you a bonus question um i'm what? a i'm a technical official um at a lot of swimming championships and um a lot of the food that that we get given uh, i find is really not very good i mean i'm not criticizing the organizers because they do a great job just to, just to provide anything but yeah, particularly yeah. when you're on pool deck uh, all day or all day for several days in succession um 
obviously we're not competing but we still need to be alert and looking after ourselves and making sure that things are happening properly would, would you have any brief advice for, for people like me <laughs> you might you you probably need to graze would you Ben because you're it's a pretty um, hectic place down there on pool deck hectic and hot is how I put it yes <laughs> so hydration Ben <laughs> So don't don't be having those cans of soft drink that they supply you. And I would just I would keep some nuts and fruit in your pocket as well. Nuts and seeds. Nuts, seed and hydration, thank you. I shall try yeah. that. <laughs> now just to close off with all our interviews, we have a quick fire round where I um I have five questions. Um, I'm looking for for quick answers if I can. So, uh, are you ready for a quick fire round of some some questions? Okay, I feel like Kate Ritchie. <laughs> All right, fingers on the buzzers, please. Right. <laughs> What's the most uh, useful piece of advice or equipment that you've come across uh, in your swimming career? Stay positive. Great. If you were a technical official in New South Wales, the lucky door prize is a box of what is a box of chocolates or a bottle of wine. Uh, I think I might get told off with you for this question, but are you wine or chocolates? Oh, can I have a third a third one? Can yeah, I go for it. A bottle of kombucha instead. A, a what? Sorry. A bottle of kombucha. Okay. <laughs> You're the first person to actually try and move the goalposts on me on that one. <laughs> if you had your time in swimming again, what, if anything, would you do differently? Oh, nothing. I have been learning the whole time. It's been a fantastic path for me as a supporter. What is your 50 metres freestyle personal best time? <laughs> I think I don't think I've cracked the minute yet. <laughs> well, the good news is it sounds like you can swim 50 metres. Yeah. I have um, been known to have a dabble in some open water swimming and a couple of um, triathlons. Oh, sounds fantastic. Yeah. And what's been your most exciting swimming moment? Oh... Actually, um, being manager of the team and teaching them actually to do, we, we, we had um, nationals a couple of years ago at Chandler and there's a little uh, hill outside on, um, in the warm-up outdoor pool and I tried some meditation and calming techniques with the swimmers. And we had a great success with that, especially for our new time athletes. So that was a highlight for me. Rachel Beale, thank you so much indeed for your time today. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Ben. <laughs> You're very welcome. Just to repeat those resources that Rachel recommended that we have a look at. On Facebook, there's Razzle Dazzle Kitchen. On Instagram, there's RDK Nutrition. And a couple of people to follow on the web are Lee Holmes with the Fat Adopted Athlete 
and Dr. Libby. And I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. Well, thanks very much for being with us for yet another episode. Hope you enjoyed that one. I certainly did. Uh, Next week, we will be learning about how to be a club treasurer with Ariel Darling. In the meantime, do please stay dry.